but uh, as I told you, everything is expensive in the marine side. So he said, you boys, this boat is too expensive. You won't manage. And then we say, if you were to make a boat, how much would you make a boat? Because we are looking at a, a 45-seater. And uh, he said, 200 million. I said, 200 million? That is too expensive. From the Innovation Village, this is episode 17 of my Village podcast, produced through the Next Wave program under the Young Africa Work Strategy in partnership with the MasterCard Foundation. And I'm your host, Pauline Achanawing. The inland water transport sector in Uganda is still underdeveloped. On the show today, I talked to Mwesigwa Jona of Katamarine Innovation Group. We discussed his journey into boat building. Jona, I am very excited to have you on the show today. Tell me about yourself. Yeah, I'm Mwesigwa Jona, uh, a co-founder of Katamarine Innovation Group. What does your group do? And what pushed you to set up a business? Yeah, Catamarine Innovation Group was started in 2016. Uh, that was during the time we were at the Makere University. We started it with a group of other students from the different colleges. Me, I'm from the College of Business. I did the statistics, uh, but uh, the group involves those from College of Engineering and then IT and all the other people. Uh, our story starts uh, from the bad conditions of uh, the methods of travel on Lake Victoria. Uh, recently there has been an incident of balancing the boat where people sank uh, when they were going for a picking sort of thing. Uh, those people wanted to have uh, fun on water but the means of having fun was not the right means. They had converted a, a second-hand boat that was originally built for fishing, and they converted it to carry people. Why? Because buying a brand new boat that would do, would, that would serve that purpose, would be very expensive for the entrepreneurs here. So what they do, they forge around. And also, the rudimentary methods of building boats has been carried on generations and generations. So you find that all the people that are in the boat building business are those people who never went to school, who just learned it from their grandmothers, grandfathers, uncles, and all that. So they are doing it the way they were told how to do it. So as people who have gone to school, who who are seeing the challenge. What do you do? Do you just finish up university and go for unemployment? Uh, the, for us, the answer was no. I was in second year. One of my co-founder was in first year. The others were like soon finishing. Like the guy of architecture was in fourth year. And then we said, look, we, we have the knowledge that we can use. I did physics, most of them did physics, they did mathematics. We understand the aerodynamics of, 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 of what fruits in general, uh, the, their area of operation, 
streamlining and all those things. And we could put this knowledge into into something that would help to change the transportation network uh, in Uganda, but also in the whole of Africa. Because when you look at inland water transport in the whole of Africa, it is the same. I have been to Tanzania on the other side of the coast. I've been to Kenya. I have been in most of these countries, but you realize uh, the conditions are the same. We are all using mono monohull boats, like those canoes, all over. They are the ones they are using. And so we went into research. As a statistician, I could not allow us to just proceed without a survey. So we did a survey. Interesting. So you go into boat building with no experience, but the conviction and the desire to change things. What were your survey findings? we realized that there are basically three factors that we needed to work on. One was the affordability, because those boats that are made from outside, they are very expensive. Getting a seven-seater a seven from maybe UK or, U, or USA or the other side of Asia, it will, it will cost you about $150,000. That is minus taxes and shipping. That is too expensive, and yet when you bring it here, it won't make business. So we needed to work on the affordability side. And then you realize, why are these boats very expensive? And then you realize, those guys build these boats for salt water, because their water is salty. But here we have fresh water. So why don't we eliminate all the other elements of salt water? So that one keeps cutting costs. So we did the research like that, like that. Then we realized, oh, the material for building. Okay, we, we don't have enough supply of aluminium because the marine, they use a grade called 5052. We don't have it here. But what do we have? We have the timber. We have all these other things. Fiberglass is readily available. And then we were like, okay. If we use fiberglass alone, that is still too expensive for the people to afford. Because from our survey, uh, the most expensive boats we found were between 15M and 30. Those are like the big boats we find on water, commonly referred to as a Vinara. And so we had to come out with materials that we can, we can use to meet the affordability uh, question. And so we, we realized if we mix metal, timber, and fiber together with other local materials like the plastics and what, we can bring down the cost so that people can easily afford it. Uh, the other issue that we found out was the type of design. And so we looked around, we realized monohull, like those both the normal canoes, that design will not work because it has a lot of issues. Because one of the issues has been the waves on the waters. So every time they are those waves, people capsize. Because that design is, is not really stable enough to handle the waves. So we said, okay, in, in order to handle these waves and ensure stability and all that, so what can we do? So we went ahead to study the catamaran design. 
but also the catamaran design from outside had issues it is it was only designed for 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 smaller usage like the opportunity space is so small so we had to look at the design and adjust it and so we adjusted it that it has a a huge capacity so we can carry more people more cargo and the opportunity space is so big so uh that was from our research and then uh we said okay now if we are to build it where do we start yes where did you start i'm especially curious to know if the survey and research put you on a somewhat easy start because i know entrepreneurship is a tough thing let alone something challenging like the water transport sector we looked around uh and starting as you know it's very expensive we don't have a place we don't have the tools we don't have what but uh, we kept on looking around until we landed on uh, a gentleman by name Joel Omar he's a marine engineer who has been working with government basically in their boat section mainly Uganda police and ministry of works so we landed on him a friend of ours directed us to him and uh, good enough he had a workshop in Masese so we went there we talked to him and he was positive but uh, as i told you everything is expensive in the marine side so he said you boys this boat is too expensive you won't manage and then we say if you were to make a boat how much would you make a boat because we are looking at a, a 45 seater and uh, he said 200 million i said 200 million that is too expensive, too expensive. i said now everything in marine is expensive how are you going to cut this cost what what but when we sat down with him and we narrated our story we showed him everything is like okay now you boys are good we can now work on this but uh, some things i will not allow he became our consultant and so he has helped us so much to this day that we are now uh, having a full prototype being built uh, i think it will be out by the end of march this year 2021 so that will be your first boat you have built that will be our first boat on the water uh, but they, they are, we have we have actually a customer who who just saw what we were doing and he was already interested he's like can i have a boat we said yeah you can but this is our prototype we have not yet tested out all the other parameters he's like me i'm beginning to buy materials what do i need so we did a quotation for him and he has now started bringing in the 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 materials so we will build for him after we test our boat so jona you hope to put your first boat on water soon what is your vision what do you hope to achieve so basically what we are working on is to improve the inland water transport to make sure that people have a safe uh, affordable means of transport to access social services like health schools and there there's a report about like punyony how those kids are accessing schools from dizzy 
canoes. canoes that are very funny made out of logs of wood of timber and then someone just cuts down a tree and then he just scoops out the middle part and he calls that a boat and the kids are endangered yeah. and so our boats they have shelter they have comfortable seating they have enough space for cargo they are covering all the parameters so we are bringing an all in one package uh, and it is going to be affordable uh, we are working with partners especially on the engine side uh, and uh, these partners we want them to help us that they don't hike in the prices of the engines uh, so that we serve this purpose because buying the boat is, is different venture and also the engine is a different venture so we want to partner with those people so that we have engines at also affordable prices who are the partners you've been working with currently the partners we have the masses shipyard who are helping us with workplace and all the tools and then in the nile fishing who are the major suppliers of yamaha yeah so we are in negotiations with them and um, and we we are looking at also partnering with the uh, tourism board for the side of tourism because they have like the association and all that so we can easily get to their market area and then yeah we see how to collaborate to bring this product to the people early april you hope to complete building your first boat how long has it taken you to build it and what has the journey really been like especially on the financial end yeah it has been a journey of four years now that is uh, from 2016 yeah and how has the journey been take us through that journey that journey has been challenging because we started it as a students we were pure students depending on parents for survival and then saving out of our pocket money by the way we looked for funding uh, from all aspects but we failed to secure even one uh, we actually even one time qualified for a competition uh, which was organized by Michigan State University we flew there they had covered us everything for the competition but uh, unfortunately we never managed to make it because we didn't have a functional prototype but it must have been an experience and felt like a sign that you were on the right track considering your struggles to get funding i know it can be a downer when you believe in something but are struggling with money to see it through yes it gave us an experience and even a push because most of my friends were like i this thing looks like it will never kick a, kick off but uh, that michigan journey really gave, gave us a push because people realize okay even if we didn't win the competition but we have raised an atten- attention of an organization it, they are called the global youth advancement network yeah so they look at the youth globally who are working on inequities in their communities so that was a, a push but the the, cha- the biggest challenge is funds yes funds because you got family and friends they don't understand what you are talking about especially parents if you are not in their circle they have a business they want they want you to follow that circle but you are talking about innovating something which nobody has done before so they look at you and they be like 
are you crazy or something yes i think because most of our parents struggle to take us through school so their hope is that their investment in a child's education pays off immediately through immediate employment not struggle again to fund their dreams that they are not sure how they will pan out for your case it was boat building what was it like explaining to them after graduation as a statistician that your eyes were now fixed on building boats yeah uh, my mom had already because at first i had wanted to do engineering but uh, i needed 48.4 but i had 48.2 points so, point 2 like to qualify for engineering at makere and uh, that time the competition was really high so i missed out and so they gave me my second option which was statistics and so finishing statistics my mom had hopes that maybe i'll go and work with you boss or a big organization and make big money but here i am doing prototypes at home and all fun funny things actually most of these colleagues used to come at home uh, and then we do prototypes because at home there was sort of a wood workshop and so we would do our small small prototypes there and my mom was too disappointed because He wanted me in a tie <laughs> making money and she's looking at you with tools and your friends tools. and wondering what's, wonder, what's going on this kid and then at one time she asked me why you bewitched what <laughs> I said no there is something that we are seeing but we can't explain it until we do it so that that is the challenge to next and that even when you say We don't have this but can you help us in some way? One of my colleagues was told that do you know what he's called Roland. One of his uncle told him, do you know what? Leave this 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 project in the dustbin, go get a job and settle and marry. <laughs> you were not making sense to them. because they were not seeing it but for us we see it and we see the vision so we kept pushing because if we don't do it maybe nobody will ever do it uh, and then there is a, an executive from uh, a company in Canada called Bombardier they were struggling with their program there is a, a new plane they wanted to bring on the market uh, they, by that time they were calling the CS100 Uh, right now it was bought by Airbus so it is called Airbus A220 but that guy said something that changed my life he said if you are bringing something new to the market especially in a new market segment like we are doing with this plane there is nothing that can sell this plane like the plane itself and so when i shared it with my colleagues of course they had to hear it themselves i played it again and they were like you know what we need to concentrate on the prototype and then bring it out this is what will prove to the general public that what we are doing is viable and it can be out there and improve the lives of people and so that has been our concentration but looking for funds has been really a challenge
So how did you pull it off? Joel Omar had already warned you building boats is expensive. Getting you off the ground must have been taxing both emotionally and financially. We have gotten very little from friends and families. Uh, those who, but there's a way someone, you, maybe you expect a million from someone and then they give you 50,000. They are simply giving a communication that uh, this thing, <laughs> better, better leave it alone. Yeah. So, but we managed to raise, because I had to get a job, me, myself, and then Roland, and then the other guys. And so we opened up a joint account and said, let us collect money on this account for one year. And so we collected money from starting of uh, around July 2019. So we were putting money on that account in KCB. So we accumulated the money, we accumulated money, we accumulated money. And that money helps us to kick off the project of, of, of starting the prototype up to where it is right now. Uh, other than that, we have not gotten any more money from anywhere else. Uh, all the platforms we have tried, we have always been disappointed by. The challenge is, this is something new. And if you look at the water transport sector, it's like left for the uneducated. So they don't really see value into it. You got jobs to finance building the prototype, which is a reality for most people passionate about chasing their dream projects. How is it working out? How do you make time for what you love when you have an eight to five? Oh, we introduced a, a, a principle within the group. It's called after five. Uh, and we derived it from, you know, when you analyze your group, it'd be like, what is the time that we can work? And so we said after five. So after five, most people have already gone off their jobs. So after five, from five to nine p.m., that's when we meet. And then we see, okay, we are writing proposals, we discuss the proposal, and then we go and do the different things. One of the challenging things that disturbs us most, actually it took us almost a year to finalize, was the design. Yes, the architect guy was doing pulling off those designs. You know, architects have one funny thing. They design beautiful things that are very, are very, are very expensive and impractical to build. So bringing down to a practical design, it took us actually a full year. Changing, changing, and changing. And you know when you are doing something and it's not getting finished, sometimes emotions rise. And so, yeah. So after five, we meet, we do. After five, we meet, we do. Then weekends, especially Sundays. So that is how we were working. So have your families come around to taking your project seriously now that things are looking up? I mean, you persevered, managed to secure an invite, go showcase your idea in Michigan, and are now planning to put your first boat on water soon. Yeah, in Michigan, actually, uh, my parents were excited. And uh, even, actually, it is surprising um, because 
one of one of us didn't get the full the full sponsorship of the travel mm-hmm. so he had to contribute part of the air ticket mm-hmm. but it is surprising someone can refuse to give you 500 to contribute to the development of a prototype but they can pay 2 million shillings for an air ticket the same person who refused to give you it, it, it is disturbing in the mind is like now why can't you give us money because because for them what brings uh, like as a parent saying my kid has ever been to the united states for them it is pride okay so they can easily pay for that but saying my kid is hustling with boats down there <laughs> 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 to, to them it, is, it, it does not bring it's that crazy. prestige yes yeah so those are some of the challenges but they are happy now that we have pulled off the project to where it is and uh, we are looking forward to surprising them with the launch mm-hmm. yeah because none of them has visited the construction site and we have deliberately made it that way the innovation village has introduced a platform called tools to create to provide tools to entrepreneurs and creators to start off their projects and pay back within a time frame you struggled with funding and we're lucky to partner with Masese Shipyard for a workplace and tools what do you think of the private sector and government providing tools to people starting out in business that platform is a, a very good one for entrepreneurs like us because if you look at uh, our area we want to do what we call mass production and the mass production means that uh, because the customers are many if you take long time to serve them like uh, most of the rudimentary methods they take about 2 months working on one boat and we are looking at 15 boats a week and so with such a platform we are able to one we don't have enough money to buy those tools so if they are given to us on a loan basis or whatever the platform it is for our own benefit because now we have access to the tools to they help us to quicken our work so what the innovation village is doing is really beneficial because there are very many people out there who who have ideas who would love to work on those ideas especially those guys the mechanical engineers but the tools Jonah it was a great pleasure hearing you share your journey and i look forward to riding on one of your boats someday any encouraging words to young unemployed people out of school and those struggling to get their ideas off the ground everyone was created for a purpose to serve a purpose not just to go to a job get a salary pay bills and continue and be give birth to children take them to school and all that but there is a special purpose in uh, every person that's why you find like Steve Jobs Elopsasvis the phone world uh, guys like uh, the Wright brothers helped us to fly they are guys in different areas so if you are in a school if you are about to graduate It's not just about looking at the job. It's about trying to discover what am I really born to do and then try to work around that. Uh there are two things actually, the work and the job. 
a job is what we you you get hired into that's your job but your work is what you are born to do and we, you cannot retire from your work so a job is just a platform to push you to your work uh, secondly the the circle that we have grown in whereby our parents are pushing us through school for a job is not really the ideal circle that we should be pushing as youth but rather uh, education should be used as a platform to help us achieve in life to help us serve our community yes and so we should not we should not really focus on getting the job but rather we should focus on being uh, people of value to our community and education is just one of those platforms that help us to be valuable in our community thank you very much Mwesigwa Jona for sharing with us your journey in contributing to the inland water transport sector in Uganda and i wish Kata Marine Innovation Group all the best And to you the listener thank you for tuning into my village podcast produced through the next wave program under the young africa work strategy in partnership with the mastercard foundation i remain Pauline Achanowin bye bye